Pyotr Dubrovsky swiped at the tears that were streaming down her face, feeling the flush of heat on her cheeks as she hurried out of the grimy town centre. It was a balmy summer evening, but she didn't really notice as she swallowed a sob. The door was held open for her by a smiling young woman. She halted suddenly on the pavement, looking at, but not really seeing, the pulsating traffic in central Glasgow. She ignored the drunken shouts of the revellers pouring out of the pubs, all heading for the late bars and clubs. She just stood, stock still as young men and women, dressed in their Friday night finery, swept all around her, like an inrushing tide washing around a half-buried rock. She was alone, completely isolated in this sea of humanity. Whereas ten minutes ago, she genuinely thought that her new life was about to begin. She felt a flush rise from her stomach. Nausea gripped as his words spoken just a few minutes ago returned to her. I'm sorry, darling. I just can't. I just can't leave her and the kids. It'd break them, and it'd finish my career forever. I'm so sorry. Much as I love you, it's over. His voice was simpering and sympathetic, but she could see it. She could see it in his eyes, the same deep, dark blue that had first captivated her. He didn't care. He didn't give a shit. He'd had his fun, but now he was going to discard her like he'd discarded many over the years. She felt the sorrow begin to mutate as she stood there, tense and quivering like the string of an archer's bow before an arrow is released. She'd screamed abuse at him as he sat on the rumpled bed, the musk of sex still redolent in the seedy hotel room. His face registered surprise at first, which soon relaxed into mild amusement, only to be replaced by scorn and disdain, demonstrated by the sneer she'd seen many times in the past. Although it had normally been reserved for his opponents, or those who displeased him, rather than her. Go on, fuck off out of here then, you Polish slag. You were only an easy shag, not a great one at that. His face wore a contemptuous, shit-eating grin as he stood, the sheets falling away from him revealing his pudgy middle-aged form. You'll be sorry. You'll be very fucking sorry. You think I don't know what you do, eh? You think I don't know that you wash money for big criminals? You think I'm always asleep? But I hear your phone calls. I know who you work for, she'd hissed, her face contorted with rage trying desperately to hold back the tears that were threatening to overwhelm her. Oh, I doubt it very much, old girl, you're not the first I've dealt with. Remember who's been paying the rent in your scummy little apartment and keeping you in stupid handbags? Maybe start looking for somewhere new to live, eh? Beata felt her cheeks begin to burn. How could she be so stupid? Her apartment... Her whole life was paid for by the bastard. She had few friends and all her family were back in Poland. 
She was suddenly disgusted with herself that she'd been so foolish as to put all of herself into this man. Bastard! She spat, tears running down her face. Don't be silly, Beata. It had to end one day. We've had our fun, and now it's time for you to run along. There's a good girl. He paused, a vulpine smile spreading across his thin lips. Fuck you, she'd said, her voice cracking, before she turned and stormed out of the hotel room, slamming the door behind her.